0: Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm Michelle Bowler. I'm an army wife of over eight years, a mom of four little girls, and a huge believer that being a supportive military or first responder loved one is way easier when you connect with the community. In addition to sharing some of my own insights and journey, I have set out to interview Waiting Warriors around the world so we can all learn together from their triumphs and their struggles. Together we can do so much more than just survive, we can thrive, and that is what being a Waiting Warrior is all about. Hey Waiting Warriors out there, welcome to another week on the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Bowler, and I'm fangirling. I'm really excited. I've been wanting Amy on the show for a really long time because her her journey and message is super cool so welcome to the show Amy Bouchard
1: thank you so much for having me man that is so flattering I really appreciate that
0: it, it what what you're doing and your, I mean when your message is just kind of unique but also your story I like you're very honest about everything you're um but I, I don't know I, you'll have to explain it because I'm, really, <laughs> I'm not hyping this up properly. Um. So little intro to Amy. Amy is the military.com executive director. She has two sons, 8 and 11 years old, and her spouse is an active National Guard in Alaska. So if yep. you see me on YouTube she's in this big coat because <laughs> really Okay, it's okay, it's like a it's like a it's like the softest. Yeah,
1: yeah like you really want my my sweatshirt, but you can't because that's weird. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe someday we'll be good enough friends where I
1: can. Yeah. But like, this is that kind of sweatshirt, guys. Like, you just kind of want to like stroke it.
0: Yeah, and you snuggle with yourself all That's night. Right.
1: That that one hundred percent happens. In fact, when I put this on this morning, my husband was like, "Are you cold?" And I was like, "No, I've got this super cozy sweatshirt on. Why would I be cold?" <laughs> this actual conversation. <laughs>
0: That's the whole point of the sweatshirt, honey. Yeah. So. You do something, I mean, all those other things with military.com. You do a lot of cool things. But what I want to talk to you about today is your humans outside project. Yeah. Yeah. Journey. What, like, it's all the things adventure. Oh, adventure. It is an adventure. It's a super cool adventure to watch. Um. So, what were you doing before Alaska? And why, I mean, you guys like moved to Alaska, started over. Yeah. We're,
1: we're, okay. Over so, anyone who's ever been stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, knows what I was doing before Alaska. <laughs> you know, it's like the typical 101st stuff,
0: you right. know? Yes. Be in a unit,
1: do unit stuff, be in a new unit, do more unit stuff, wait for them to come home, say goodbye, mm-hmm. home, goodbye,
0: training, there, yeah. nonsense, I mean, like, shenanigans. And then the hardest fastest pace possible. Like yeah. if yeah. With, the general with... asks for something, no, we're going to do it in half the time or with twice the amount of weight and gear because we're the 101st right. and mark the reason. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is needless. We don't <laughs>
1: need to do this. Why are we why Mm why anyway that's that's for campbell so i was doing that um i was doing the spouse version of that which is like a lot of waiting and changing of plans and him not Mm -hmm. showing up for family photos and then just like drama like full-time drama Mm -hmm. job okay so uh he had deployed in 2010 2009 Mm -hmm. 2010 out of fort lewis joint base lewis mccord washington state deployment was really really challenging uh guys, when we say really challenging, what do we mean, right? We mean yeah. lots of uncertainty. Uh, we could mean it was extended, although that's not the case in my case. Uh, often we mean a lot of people died and we didn't really know what to do about that from yeah. the home front perspective, right? So yeah. that's what I mean. A lot of people died and we didn't really know what to do about that from the home front perspective. Yeah. So they're downrange, you know, he's hitting IEDs, guys are dying in his arms, like, it is not cool, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Not cool for anybody, and just very, very tragic. And so he experienced, obviously, a lot of trauma from that, right? Um, But of course, hello, the army. So he comes home, and we move, the end. You know, like, there's no treatment, there's no, and it was 2009, so there wasn't, like, a lot of understanding of how this was gonna manifest later, or what might've happened in terms of other injuries. So fast forward to our favorite place, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. <laughs> and he's doing this high off-tempo job. And I'm starting to notice things. Like, he is has outbursts of anger. He forgets stuff. Like, just really this sort of out-of-character problems. Mm-hmm. And we rapidly realize that he's got some stuff going on that if he doesn't address, um, like, the, the family ties start to unravel, guys. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't address this stuff, um, he's going to lose his family, you know, because I'm... Uh, yeah, at at some point you have to draw a line in the sand for yourself and say, I'm taking care of me and these are my boundaries and how you're behaving is not okay. So we got to that point and, and I said to him, all right, here's the deal. Like you can commit to taking care of you and addressing these things, but I'm going to be waiting over there at this other place while you do that, because we can't continue like this. So if you want to stay here and do this, you have to commit to taking care of it. We'll be waiting for you on the other side. Mm Um, And, and that, I mean, that's a very dramatic sounding sort of ultimatum, but believe me, it's what needed to happen. And so, yeah. yeah, So he was like, okay, instead of that, I, like, I see that I need to address these things. I'm going to get out of the army. Uh, You know, he was at 11 years. He had nowhere to go, but up. He had just been accepted to a sister, um, service command school, Mm -hmm. like just really prestigious sort of selection. And he's like, peace out. I'm leaving the army. Um. I got to take care of myself and my family, uh, which I mean, to me, that was the right decision. Right. But I can only take care of myself. I can't take Mm -hmm. care of him. He has to make that decision for himself. So, Mm -hmm. um, so we decided, okay, getting out of the army, we'll go national guard. He can do the weekend warrior thing. Uh, but now we get to move wherever we want, (laughs) (laughs) which is like very freeing and also terrifying. Like where, where are you going to let the army move you guys? Where are you going? Yeah. Um where so, would you choose? I know. So I know. well, I mean, we chose Alaska. We've yeah. never been here. Uh, and so in conjunction with all of this, I start to notice that when we go camping as a family, something that I was like categorically not that into, mm-hmm. uh, he starts to seem a little better. You know, it was mm-hmm. like watching someone take off like a backpack while you're pitching a tent, okay. And I thought, you know, it would be really great for us is if we had the opportunity to center our lives around this experience of being outside more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, that's why we picked Alaska so that we could do that. Yeah. Um, We literally packed the station wagon, like a literal station wagon. Okay. Like dog, kids, stuff, sold Mm -hmm. much stuff, let the army move stuff. You know, one of the, uh, when you get out, not retired, just. I'm out of here, okay? The army will move you as far as your um, home of record, okay? But what Um, they mean by that is they will move you at your full weight allowance as far as your home of record. If you go far, and that was like 800 miles for us. It was very close by. uh If you go farther than that, they'll move you there, but they'll move less stuff, right? So mileage increases, allotment of junk that you can take with you decreases, (laughs) and it's sort of like proportional, okay? Okay. So, we moved really far, took little stuff. Uh mm-hmm. so we sold a bunch of stuff, let the army pack the rest, get here, okay? And all of a sudden we're in Alaska. Hello, Alaska, as they say in that movie. Uh <laughs> and we're having like a great time. Uh and we we're here for a year. And I realized that I was like in my little Amy Heidi hole waiting for the weather to get good, not mm-hmm. even knowing that that's what I was doing. <laughs> right? Like yeah. I was I was just like, okay, like I'm getting used to Alaska and everything's great. And I'm not outdoorsy at all, but this is going to be fine. And I was, I was trying and I was going outside a little bit and I was doing my thing. But I realized one day sitting at my picnic table, like my porch table outside on Memorial Day weekend, that I had really been waiting for Alaska to do what I wanted it to do. I made it through a whole winter and I'm sitting there like, all right, bring it on summer. Come on guys. Mm You have to imagine me wearing a much less cozy hoodie, like, sweatshirt than I am right now, outside, in the rain, reading Harry Potter, wearing, like, a snow hat. Like, Mm -hmm. gosh darn it, I am sitting here, and I am reading this book, and I am being outside, because it's not snowing. I was just, like, very angry. And I realized, like, Amy, if you're going to absorb what Alaska like you came here for which is to have this experience of being outside more and see how that can help you Mm -hmm. uh you're gonna have to like change your attitude because Alaska not gonna change only (laughs) like it's not gonna work out for you you have to change you and so I cannot do things without making them like a challenge and Mm -hmm. so I was like well I mean we should have a challenge obviously that is the solution here so I thought okay I'm gonna go outside every day between now labor day see how it goes okay like just a little like commitment habit commitment to myself so yeah. I did I went outside every day memorial to labor day and it was a very rainy summer like I got rained on guys a lot and I did not <laughs> like being rained on but I bought us all rain pants and I broke out my rain jacket and I wore those rain boots and I went outside every day and when I started to get towards Labor Day, I realized that I was not done yet. Yes. I was like loving it. Okay, well, it's the summer. Of course, you were, Amy. Um, I was loving it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, what would happen if I did this every day for a year? And while we're at it, let's have some rules, because I'm, I'm like Monica for friends. I love the rules. Mm-hmm. And so, so I created some like rules because I knew that when the weather got really bad, I was not going to want to go outside every day and i was not going to want to spend very long out there so like did some research what is like a good dosage what what amount of time outside matters because we need some Mm -hmm. parameters or we're going to go outside say wow it's It's cold and go back inside (laughs) Like that's not useful so yeah should that should not count okay so I decided on 20 minutes. The research at the time said that's pretty much a midpoint for where you see benefits start to really happen. Okay. Okay. So minimum 20 minutes, consecutive minutes every day. And I started doing it and I went outside for a year, guys, and it was amazing. And I got to that year mark and hot dog, I was not done. Yeah. Uh, And now I'm almost at 1,300 days, 1,300 days in a row that I've gone outside every day for 20 minutes. And I have since started a podcast dedicated to the subject, Humans Outside. Uh, And I have been logging all of this time, the entire time on Humans Outside on Instagram Uh uh, and Facebook. And I ask people to come out with me. Like, well, you know, not physically with me usually, but, you know, in spirit and in Instagram, Uh, come out with me. Do this thing too. See how it's going to impact your life because it has so impacted mine. I have seen just countless benefits, mental health, physical health, relationships, creativity, uh, grittiness, um, perseverance, just like... You you name it; it's impacted by the experience of going outside and doing things that are outside your comfort zone, which is really Mm -hmm. what this comes down to. Uh, And then the podcast talks; you know, I talk about my own experience outside, and then I have interviews a lot like what we're doing today, talking to experts on any given subject that is adjacent to this that I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we talk about the experience of going outside and what's meaningful about that to them. And then they we walk away from those conversations with like applicable tips and tricks. So I had a habit expert on to talk about how to build habits. Like how do you practically make this happen? I had yeah. a time management expert on talk about how do you find the time to make this happen every day? If you feel like you get to the end of your day and you're like, I haven't even had have time to have lunch. How am I supposed to have time to have go outside for 20 minutes? How yeah. to make that part of your life. Uh, and I am really excited about an episode coming up. I have with a pair uh, well pair a couple of um, twin sisters uh, the Barrington sisters who are dog mushers they race the Iditarod up here and they're talking all about dog racing and about the experience of that Mm -hmm. and how that impacts their experience of spending time in nature and just a lot of nuts and bolts that everyone's curious about about dog racing it's going to be pretty it's pretty cool
0: so are you gonna go dog racing I have tried I have done that I've tried I've
1: mushed just a just the hair just the tiniest little bit
0: mm-hmm. uh and it was pretty fun
1: um I've never done like a long thing like they're talking. I mean they're out there for like six yeah. days like, it is Ooh. chilly uh and dog mushing is actually like this total way of life not to you know digress too much but uh you gotta own the dogs these gals yeah. have 50 odd dogs in their kennel uh mm-hmm. and owning 50 dogs is a full-time situation not just when you're raising them so yeah. people who mush up here are really it's like it's a lifestyle. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't have time for that.
0: <laughs> but it's fun to talk about it. And it's fun yeah. to like, immerse yourself in the world yeah. and, of being outside and all that. Yeah. Stuff. And it's fun to try new things. You know,
1: like there's a, 20 minutes a day at least is a lot of time. You have time mm-hmm. to try new stuff. I've been doing this for three years. I got time to try bushing. We're going to mm-hmm. build it in. I'm. Going ice fishing for the first time in a couple of weeks. I'm Ooh. pretty excited about that. I'm not a fisherwoman by any stretch. I'm just like, can we just go to the store? I mean, mm-hmm. why are we standing here? Um, <laughs> but some people really love that. And how do I know if I don't like it if I haven't really done it? It's fair. Yeah. So I'm going to try it. And if I still don't like it after that, fine. But, you mm-hmm. know, I tell my kids you have to try the spinach one time. So here
0: mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> what have you tried that you do like?
1: Oh my God. So I, uh, was a runner before,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I have definitely increased how much I like to run. You could like, if you told me three years ago that I would run on purpose in like negative temperatures or like below 10 degrees, i had been like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, I actually enjoy that now. It's pretty cool. Huh. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, I I, I like a lot of things that are running related. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy mountain running where you haul your rear end up a mountain and then run down it. Uh, that's pretty, pretty fun. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I am um, a lot of like physical activities. Um, I was thinking about this today, guys. I am on record as saying that I would never, ever in a million years learn to ski. I'm like a fool for cross country skiing now. I was out there today for about 50 minutes, just tootling around the woods on these skis. Trying not to fall down, trying not to run into a moose, and it's like it's pretty fun. It's a great way to get around. I don't yeah. know. I changed my, uh, change my answer from earlier.
0: Yeah,
1: that's why you should you should never say never. I know. I'm really bad about that, y'all. Like, I make sweeping declarations all the time. In fact, I think I once said like I'm never moving to Alaska. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah,
0: you you canceled that. And you canceled it pretty hard. Like... (laughs) I really did. not only moved to Alaska, but you've made it very, very public and very public at how awesome and good it has been for you.
1: Yeah, you know, I really think that if you're going to make sweeping declarations, you should really eat your words quite publicly. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's a balance in all things.
0: (laughs) If you're going to be drastic on one side, you might as well be drastic on how you eat it. That's right. No
1: one has ever uh, accused me of
0: not being dramatic, so. <laughs> You're consistent, that's good, good at being consistent. So, you kind of mentioned, like, you listed all of the ways that it has benefited you, but could you kind of go into more detail on what that is? Because, um, You know, like you have already described, a lot of the problems that a lot of us experience, a lot of us have seen. Maybe not as drastic. I would, I would at least hope not as drastic. um, Because fingers crossed, the military has gotten more, more better, more gooder, more
1: um, improved. They've improved.
0: That's the word. their ability to help soldiers and encourage soldiers to help themselves and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, but still, there's obviously the tolls in relationships and in, or sorry, marriages, but then also the family relationships. So how, you know, how has been going outside for 20 minutes changed things do you know I mean like in a, in a yeah. more
1: detailed way, as yeah. Um So I hope we're if you're not familiar, get familiar with uh, my girl Corey Weathers. She is mm-hmm. fantastic. Okay, so she has this really incredible book that I just really really like uh, called Sacred Spaces, and she has this concept for those of you who have not read it or don't remember it, um, where that she explores in there uh, about the experience of building or having. Well, experiences in your relationships that the other person cannot experience and cannot understand, but were transformative for them. So Mm -hmm. think about this. I'm really not doing her description justice at all, but think about how when your spouse deploys, he or she is experiencing probably traumatic in some way, okay? Mm -hmm. Whether it's really traumatic or whatever, right? Traumatic events, different events, transformative events without you. Yeah. Okay. And you, at home are having this same exact thing happen but in a different way right Mm -hmm. so he or she is never going to know unless you're dual military what it's like to be back home and be finding excuses to feed your kids cereal every night for a week and how it is to always be waiting for that phone call and how it is to sit in that um you know, in that pew in the memorial service, a bunch of times, and mm-hmm. how it is to hear somebody knock on your door and think, Oh my God, and right. realize it's just Amazon Prime again because you ordered all that stuff. Okay. You really shouldn't knock.
0: They no, shouldn't I
1: have like some very strong feelings about like fun knocking. But anyway, um, <laughs> like spice it up. Okay. Uh, So I have a really funny story about that, but I'm going to save it. Okay. So um, he does not, he or she does not experience that back home. You do not experience mm-hmm. that downrange. Nonetheless, these things have transformed how you see the world. And this is why reintegration is so hard, right? Because you are a different person than you were when he or she left. Okay. That experience is what Corey calls a sacred space. Okay. So transformative, unique, can't understand it. Mm -hmm. When I encounter that in my spouse, I have to just honor that. Like you had this experience. I have to just recognize that that happened and honor that for you the way I expect you to honor mine. Okay. Going outside together, especially if you are doing something in movement, um, in part because that often means you're tackling something challenging, Mm -hmm. is a way to create a shared sacred space. Mm -hmm. You are going out there and you are doing something that may be out of your comfort zone, but you are with this person who you are trying to create a connection with. And now as you both conquer this challenge together, you both have that experience in common. And Mm -hmm. now you've created a shared sacred space around something transformative and unique. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is one very, very specific way. Yeah. Um, obviously you going outside for 20 minutes every day is going to have your own version of that for yourself. Mm-hmm. If your spouse is doing that on his or her own, same story. But if you make a habit of, if you go outside every day, you're going to end up doing it together. Yeah. It's like at some point, that's just what's going to happen. So yeah. if you make that a part of your practice, if you will, you're going to have those transformative experiences, um, together and, and that's going to improve your relationship. And the same thing goes with your kids. You know, as you experience things as a family, same concept. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that uh, there's something else to be like a totally other thing to be said for having shared goals. So if your family as a unit is making this a habit and a goal, whether your spouse is going out every day with you or not. So I go out every day. He does not. Right. He often goes out with me, but he does not have this specific habit. Um, Nonetheless. He shares in my doing this because mm-hmm. when we got together, uh, and we try new things together as a result. So having that shared goal also helps build relationships. Right? It's just building commonality. Going outside. I'm talking a lot about relationships, but really, like, there's endless things here. Okay, if you go outside together every day for at least 20 minutes, you're going to have time to talk about stuff. Yeah. If you were having trouble finding the space for that, hello, here it mm-hmm. is. You Did know. It. Yeah um and and on and on and on like that um and so that i mean that's just in the area of your relationship but those are three specific ways three unique ways with that it impacts your relationship
0: yeah yeah and even was it today sometime this week on your instagram you were talking about how because you guys have a hot tub which like that's how I would love to spend my yeah. 20 minutes outside. That's my product. pandemic purchase. Yeah. That I wise, wise purchase. I know, patting of myself off. Yeah. Um, but you were saying how like an unexpected benefit of I think it was the hot tub in particular, is mm-hmm. the time that you Yep the kind of time that you've gotten with your sons.
1: Yeah. And so I thought through the fact that I would probably spend a lot of time in there with my husband. It mm-hmm. never really, like, I didn't, didn't think about it, that the same would be true with my kids. So I love going outside, specifically in the winter with my sons, because uh, you have your phone with you, but it's in your pocket and you're wearing your mittens. So you can't touch it. Like, it's just like, there's just It helps you unplug. Going out in the winter helps you unplug, sort Mm -hmm. of like by force, okay, here specifically. All right. And let's say you're in a ski lift. Now you have mittens, and you're afraid of dropping your phone really (laughs) far. So you're not going to get it out, and you're hanging there with your kid, and you have time to talk. Okay. Mm -hmm. I knew all of that. The hot tub has provided a daily access to that because it used yeah. to be like, we'd have to go for a walk or we would have to go find a ski lift, right? This mm-hmm. is now in my yard. And so my 11 year old comes home from school now and asks me to get, Hey mom, you ready to get in the hot tub? You know, and he just wants to talk about his day. Yeah. Um, And I, my phone's either there, but I'm not touching it because I'm like, now your yeah, hands are wet, right. you know, yeah. or it's inside and I'm not, I don't have access to it. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm not distracted. Uh, yeah. but. All the things and he's like hanging out in the hot tub, you know. Um, we bought the hot tub, I said it was my pandemic purchase. Uh previous to this, we've had done the, you know our outdoor habit for several winters, and more of the time was spent going on walks and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and now I can slide the hot tub in there as my as my time. Although I do try not to do the same thing every day. Yeah. Uh just not because that's bad, but because I want to just, you know, spice. Like, I don't want to fall into a rut. Yeah. So, yeah. I try not to do the hot tub as my outdoor time every single day, Um, even though that's really tempting.
0: <laughs> just because it's not your outside time doesn't mean you can't hot tub every day. And
1: that's exactly true. So, yeah. So I actually do use the hot tub almost every day. Um, I'm like, I have to justify buying this thing. You know, I'm totally that person. So I, uh, I use it almost, I I say almost every day because we have um, some very windy days here. And I'll Mm -hmm. just tell you, like sitting in the hot tub and very big wind, not that fun. So I do not use it on very windy days, but I do use it. And then like the next day I might use it twice. Just like, I don't know. I'm weird what can I say
0: your money's worth just
1: like very anal retentive (laughs) that's
0: funny what I loved I really liked your story about your sons because as I was reading it there was like two things in my head is the like well yeah you want to have unplugged time with your kids like everybody should be doing that but then at the same time it's like okay what am I doing right now Right now, as I was reading it, I was at the table with my kids after school, they were eating their snacks and I was on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is not a terrible place. I love Instagram. I love accounts like yours. I try to make mine, The Waiting Warrior, like an uplifting, good place for us to be. But there also needs to be times and places. And so I just love that you have- Created even if it was subconsciously, like it's a subconscious benefit, but it's still a huge benefit of going outside, together. yeah. And it,
1: I mean, uh, this subject of unplugging, which is what we're talking about, is so right. so hard. Why is it so hard? It's just, it just is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, why is it so hard? I have actually a couple of people coming on uh, Humans Outside in a couple of weeks to tell us why it's so hard. And mm-hmm. um, they have a book coming out to tell us why, not just why it's so hard, but how to, you know, make it unhard. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they make suggestions like putting your, having a home for your devices, that when you come in, your devices go to their home. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have like this bowl. Okay, you know how your husband or wife brings home stuff from the the place that is far away, like just why? Why? Okay, but anyway, so I have a bowl from that place, (laughs) and my our devices have a charging station next to it, and like the remotes go in the bowl. Why we have this bowl? Like surely, like Mm -hmm. and now our remotes go in it. Really? (laughs) Anyway, I will say the bowl is still in my life the rug did not make the move
0: yeah luckily my husband knows i'm really really picky with rugs so we're just yeah
1: Why? okay anyway
0: Uh, i (laughs) I cannot explain it
1: yeah Yeah. so as we were saying they said (laughs) to have a uh, i love being on military podcasts because i could be like guys yeah you know somebody
0: i got a a journal. I actually like the journal. The journal I've been able to use, but <laughs> well, wow. I've seen coasters. Even though they already had a ton of coasters, no, booms. Those are kind of the bowl. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also came with. I think yeah. it's lup- lupus is the stone. Okay, I'm like uh-huh. totally could be saying something that's actually a. Disease lupus oh. is like a... anyway lupus whatever it's a
0: okay. disease it's a disease
1: baby ah. stone I don't know I was like I'm so glad you're home okay so uh it also came with three egg shaped rocks polished to match the bowl let okay. our remotes go in now and the rocks sit there so nice no the rocks. rocks are somewhere else I don't actually know where I put them
0: <laughs> hey we're taking space in the bowl. Who's, yeah. yeah, got to put our ropes. Your there, and right? are gonna go in there. Just saying.
1: Yeah. All right. Anyway, <sighs> I'm gonna find out what that rock's called. It's definitely not called. No, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make the excuse now. It's like late in the day. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, they suggested having a home for your stuff. You walk, yeah. like, ooh, rabbit trail. You walk in, you put your stuff, your, uh, electronics Mm -hmm. in their home and you don't then have it in your hand because it's not about using the things that you need it's about obsessively scrolling through instagram when you wish you were talking to your kids while they ate their snack except you got distracted and sucked into the thing same thing happens to me i mean oh my goodness i joined tiktok i don't know why that was a mistake it's a terrible place (laughs) but I can't stop looking at it. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, I should be in bed. And here I am like scrolling videos Mm -hmm. of people that some of them are dancing. Others of them are giving me tips I do not want and do not need. Um, Like I can't stop looking at
0: it. But it's sometimes fascinating when you learn that if you rub your fingers on a garlic clove, then you can pick up the egg yolk did you know that and it won't break? No. Yeah, that's valuable information. Not I see that on TikTok. Yes, <laughs> that was on yeah. Reels. I'm or the, like the Instagram Reels. Yeah, same, same concept, Reels. same problem. I'm just yeah. saying. Okay, I'm just too lazy to
1: have two. So when you go outside, coming mm-hmm. back home here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Does going outside help you unplug? Sure. If you like make a practice of unplugging, it can certainly help you. It can certainly facilitate unplugging. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I like to go on cruises because they're warm, you know, but also because I have no cell signal, Yeah. you know, like that's a real thing for me that I put myself in positions where I cannot connect because Mm -hmm. I do not have the self-control to, to self-regulate.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a problem.
0: Yeah, which is like, again, I think, once upon a time, Michelle would have been like, "Oh, I don't have this problem. No way, I would never have the problem." But like, I think if you have a smartphone, you yeah. have the problem. You just it just depends on your you can hear it
1: sitting here making this giant yeah. vacuum sucking sound. It's like trying to pull me in right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. And mine's so pretty and
1: new, and so it's, like, shiny, too. Yeah. yeah. just I got a lot of messages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this so, is the
1: problem. This is – okay, that's, like, case in point, though, right? We're talking about this. I picked it up to show it to you. And I just saw that there's, like, a million notifications on there. And now I'm sitting here like, oh, what do they say? Guarantee they yeah. say nothing I need to see, by the way. Yeah. One other tip that these folks gave me, Sebastian and um, Sonia, is – to turn that crap off. Like I don't yeah. need all those notifications. Yeah. Airplane mode is a beautiful thing. No one's like your spouse is deployed fine. You have kids out, you need them to call. There are ways to set your phone to only allow phone calls or only, you know, there are things that we can do here if you actually want to cut the cord a little bit. Um, Going outside is a great way to practice doing that because you can, while you're making a commitment to going outside for 20 minutes a day or however amount of time you want to commit to, You can also make a commitment, like, I'm not going to look at my phone during this period of time. Um, When we run that uh, episode on unplugging in a couple of weeks, in the end of March, sorry, Mm -hmm. beginning, end of February, beginning of March, um, Mm -hmm. we will be uh, sharing a challenge, a seven-day unplugging challenge, and I will be leaving my phone behind my outdoor time during that that's a big change for me because one of the things i do every time i go right. on my outdoor time is take a photo right yeah. so for that seven days photos are going to be super boring they're going to be me like "Woohoo, i'm back know, yeah. okay but the point is and i've got like a coloring sheet that people can color in for their seven days that building that muscle of heading outside with purpose to not be plugged in um and just making a practice and then at the end of the seven days like how did that go how do i feel what did i see what what changed what didn't change you know how did how many moose did i not get to take a picture of
0: dang it dang it i mean i kind of want a moose picture
1: it's moose delicious here right now guys too i've seen more moose in the last two weeks than i think i've seen the entire time we've lived here i don't know what's going on
0: like so you you lived at Kimball, comparable to the deer on post. Do you live on post? I do not live on post okay. it's, it's pretty deary. Hmm. I, mean, I feel bad for all my hunting friends that just have to drive by them every day. That's I have a friend here who has a big old
1: man moose in her yard who wants to hunt that bad boy. so bad. you know <laughs> It's like haunting her. <laughs> And he only, like, you, actually, she totally could Mm -hmm. hunt him in season, but he only comes around, you know, out of season, so.
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah. So, last question, favorite question, what is your key to thriving you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors?
1: Yeah, so, guys, you have to take care of you. How I do that is I go outside every day. I think that's a great way to start. And I really strongly recommend that people give that a try. You know, I, I have on Humans Outside. If you go on there and sign up for my newsletter, I will send you a link to a 30-day or 31-day habit tracker to help you do a challenge on that. Um, but uh, I think that's a great way to um, help yourself thrive. Uh However, if that's not for you, that's okay. But you have to listen to yourself and you have to take care of you. This is not some self-care buzzword. Okay. Mm -hmm. That that sounds like we're going for spa days. That'd be great. Right? (laughs) Let's do that. But this is listening to yourself and knowing, and, and knowing how to listen for what you need and then knowing because, and that's great too. Like we say that a lot. Yeah then knowing how to say yes to that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and to give yourself permission to have what you need. I need yeah. to go outside every day for 20 minutes. Now I needed that before and I didn't know it. So I created the need, you know, I created that and now it's a cycle. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of things that happen during that time, but they all fill the need I have to take some space, get some perspective, take a breath, have that pause. hmm Maybe what you need is a house cleaner, you know, like you need to give yourself permission to hire someone to help you. That's okay. Maybe what you need is like to give yourself permission to read a book in the evening for 30 minutes or to have a cereal night or whatever. Self-care is a buzzy word. We use it a lot. Mm -hmm. All of those things I just described fall into that category. Yeah. So that's, that's my thing. Listen to yourself and, and give yourself what you need.
0: Yeah. And I, like, I like the things of, that it's, like, it's not just self-care, that one word. It's perspective. It's giving yourself a breath, giving yourself space, Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to actually act on what your intuition is saying that you need. Like,
1: you said you had a journal you enjoy? That, mm -hmm. I mean, there you go. I Mm -hmm. created a habit for myself uh, in September where I make my, like, I sit down and make a list every day. I know that sounds like, Oh, well, how, what, like, why weren't you just doing that? Like, I just never made it happen. And I knew that it helped me. Okay. That's self-care for me that I sit mm-hmm. down and I write down everything that I plan to do the day. And I get, then I get to check it off. Hello. That's fun. You know, like that's a form of self-care for me that I get to do that. Um, yes. Self-care can look like a lot of things, but it starts with listening to knowing to ask yourself the question, listening to what you have to say about it, and then giving it to yourself because yeah. I think a lot of us get to the first two steps <laughs> yeah and then we're kind of like done yeah or we do or we do step three one time because yeah. we think it has to look like a spa day or whatever so yeah,
0: yeah. but it can be and and probably should be a daily weekly change yeah. that gives yourself yep. 20 minutes yeah to yeah
1: yeah. you Okay. You know, it's great about going, I mean, so many things, but one of them is like, if you take your kid, like maybe self-care because you have a couple kids around mm-hmm. hard. Okay. Take them with you. Goodbye. You know, and like set them loose on mm-hmm. the bike path or wherever you are in your yard, um, in the woods, wherever. Okay. Now they're not a problem anymore. They're leaving you alone because they found a stick. You know, <laughs> my, my 11 year old like walks behind me and talks to himself. I don't know. But, like, yeah. he's just, like, in his own little world.
0: My eight-year-old sings to herself. Yeah. Like, songs about how she feels. That's what I'm saying. About mm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's great. Yeah. And now you can listen to that. Hmm. <laughs> now you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like put a put a recorder in her backpack or something so then I can hear a little bit better without being, like, you know yeah <laughs> People are obvious about it, but we'll get to that someday. yeah, I like it. So guys, go outside. yeah, at least, at least try it. And I think if you can try it in Alaska in the winter, mm. which honestly, for me is like a huge motivation because I don't know, in the past, like we lived in what's the cold coldest place we've lived is Idaho, and mm. that's where we went to college. I was there for five years. Very, very cold winters. Like, there was one Christmas, it was negative 27. There's always snow. I don't like that. Lots and lots of snow. But yet, I never, like, I never really complained. And I walked to school. And I walked around school. But yet here, I'm at Campbell. And I'm like, but it's 30 degrees outside with a wind chill. And I don't want to so you're giving me the kind of kick in the pants i need to just yeah Yeah. 20 minutes
1: you can do this and i know i've shared with you my favorite fort campbell yeah haunts so get out there get out to land between the lakes for me because i i yeah it's a great place so
0: it's pretty we're gonna have to
1: yeah but if you okay guys listening to this if you do decide to do this please 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 share it on facebook or instagram or wherever you are all right i guess tiktok i don't know okay uh it's all my handle on all of these places is at humans outside um and uh i tag my photos every day with hashtag humans outside 365 Mm -hmm. so if you do the same uh i can see what you're doing you can see what i'm doing and you don't have to like tag me in the post although you're welcome to do that as well uh and it's just a great way to see what other people are doing and how there are there are other people creating and keeping this habit um and if you need some motivation humans outside podcasts i mean I'm a little biased on this, but I think it's pretty fun. Um, And I've really enjoyed interviewing these people. Um, I bring people on this podcast who I actually want to talk to and have questions for. And Mm -hmm. I assume that other people probably feel the same way. So hopefully this is, it's a fun listen. Uh, And then every week I have this newsletter, my get out guide, and I put in there, you know, what I did last week and something I learned from our podcast guest.
0: Yeah. So get outside and like she said, best way to connect if you want to ask more questions, or if you're just like me and like to see somebody go outside every single day and it gives you the kick in the pants, even if it's just to get outside a few days a week, Humans Outside is a really fun follow. I just, I I I find it really entertaining, but not in the like laughing. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Laughing. If we're laughing, we're laughing with you. That's true. I do, I
1: do, I do laugh at myself quite a lot. So
0: (laughs) It's It's pretty good. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, I I love, love your honesty about your experience and your journey, and and your approach to solving that. Like typically, it's we hear about one kind of approach to to fixing those personal and um marital hurts, and I I love your your approach. It's very unique and not talked about a lot. So I love, I love everything that you're doing. Thanks so much. And guys, remember just because it's hard, doesn't mean it has to be miserable, especially if you go outside. (laughs) Thanks again, Amy.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: If you are loving this podcast, I would really appreciate it. If you would leave a review Reviews help other waiting warriors out there find this amazing community and resource. It will go a long way and only takes like five seconds. Thanks so much.